Hungry? Domino's has you covered. Grab a large four-topping pizza for only $11.99 at Domino's.ca. Domino's is more than just pizza. Order our delicious side dishes like pasta and chicken wings. Plus, make sure to try our marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check out all the great deals at Domino's.ca. Barry holding. The snap is down. The kick by Boswell is on its way. That kick is up, and that kick is good! The Steelers forge ahead! They give to Fournette, running to the left side. Leonard Fournette into the end zone. Touchdown! That was easy. A one-yard touchdown run by Leonard Fournette. Jonathan Stewart running free in the secondary. May score. He's to the 50, to the Viking 30. No one will touch him. Jonathan Stewart. Lentz back again. He fires, and it is good! Touchdown, Elshon Jeffrey! How did that happen? I don't know, but he somehow threaded a needle. How did that happen? With your inside look at everything football, it's TSN 4 Downs with Andy McNamara. Brought to you by Domino's. Oh, it's week 15, folks. The playoffs creeping, creeping closer. Saturday football's back. How about that? Couple games Saturday, full slate Sunday, Thursday night football, done. We are delivered by Domino's here on TSN 4 Downs, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN radio network. And folks, it's cold outside, it's snowing, what? Just go to dominoes.ca and deliver your food to you. You can get a medium feast pizza, any style, for $10.99, large, four topping for $11.99, side dishes, desserts, whatever you want, whatever you need, carry out, delivery at dominoes.ca. Great show for you today. We'll be chatting with Justin Edlow, DraftKings analyst, to help give some tips, not just for your fantasy football playoffs, for those of you fortunate enough to advance, but also if you're done, we know there's the daily option, right? There's so much fun you can still have on DraftKings. So we'll get daily advice compared to fantasy playoff advice. And Greg Bishop, senior writer for Sports Illustrated, stops by now. He used to be a beat writer for the Jets and the Seahawks, so we'll touch on those teams. But he wrote a fascinating article on the slew of high-profile injuries in the National Football League this year. So we're going to dive into that with Greg Bishop. My sleeper picks, uh, we'll do hashtag AskAndy as well. You can tweet me at AndyMC81 at TSN4Downs for your fantasy football questions. And we'll give you a chance to win some money, too. And some Domino's pizza in our Draft Kings contest. You go to DraftFree.com, play in the pick'em style. Scriz and I will make a, a couple of our picks a little bit later on in the show. DraftFree.com, and you can win a Domino's grand prize or some money. Scriz, Saturday football, man. You excited? Oh, yeah. Playoffs. Now, I'll also tell you, there's um, the start of the college football bowl season. Ooh, Are you, is uh, it the Chick-fil-A bowl? <laughs> oh, not yet. Oh. Uh, uh, do you fancy yourself uh, uh, the, the Carriers New Orleans Bowl? Or, or how about the Auto Nation Cure Bowl between the 6-6 six and six Western Kentucky and 6-5 and five Georgia State? Woo! Oh, the Georgia oh, State. Boy. You know, they, they like to run the ball a lot. Oh, my. I, I, I don't know. Or the Las Vegas Bowl. I love, hey Las Ve- I love Las Vegas. It's in Vegas. Or possibly the best one, the Gildan New Mexico Bowl between the 7-5 and five, uh, Marshall and Colorado State. Wow. Barn burners yeah, across uh, the board. Take the overs. It's yeah, ugly bowl games. Uh, I, used to, I used to go, I went to two of these, the International Bowl at the Sky Dome. Do you yeah, remember I that? Or that. Rogers Bowl, whatever. I saw Ray Rice's last game. Oh, you, you were at UConn and Rutgers. Yeah. I was there too. Ray, oh, yeah. <laughs> Rutgers, or, or Rice went, I think, for like 200-something yards, and the fans were like, one more year. And he's like, I don't know. Uh, it's like, he ain't coming back. make money. And he was did. Was Kenny Britt on that team as well? Oh, I know God. they played with each other. I don't know. And I can't stand Kenny Britt, so I care not to Oh, check. yeah. Oh, you mean uh, newly signed New England Patriot, wow. Kenny Britt? You know he's going to go off for, like, 
200 yards next I, game. How about this? How much do you love John Dorsey with the Cleveland Browns as the GM? I don't love Call, John Dorsey. Dude, I don't calling care. out Kenny Britt? Saying he you called out everybody. On it the was Browns. amazing. You don't hear that saying the other guys didn't give talent. Or, or the other regimes with Sashi Brown didn't bring enough talent. And people, oh, you can't say that. Um, Scrizz, the team is one in twenty-eight. That that's the most obvious comment. Why are people bent out of shape? John Dorsey reminds you of like Yosemite Sam, <laughs> just coming in with like shooting guns yeehaw, in the air. Just, let's go! I'm kicking everybody out. Yeehaw, dude! You're one in twenty-eight. Good, shake it up. All these guys are losers. Sashi Brown was a loser. Hugh Jackson is a he, literally the worst head coach of all time record-wise. Hugh Jackson. Yeah, I'll take Hugh Jackson as my offensive coordinator sure. next year in Tennessee. But sure, as a head coach, no, uh, the worst. Not a great leader. Literally the worst. Anyway, uh, Thursday nighter it wrapped up with a, a whimper as there, and, and I'll talk about this with Greg Bishop. How much these Thursday night games he feels are contributing to all these injuries, right? Yeah, the Colts and the Broncos, Trevor Simeon went down, Brock Osweiler came in, and Broncos uh, won 25-13 over a terrible Colts team. Uh, I'm going to go on a limb and say that Chuck Pagano's time is probably done. Yeah, I think the Chick-fil-A Bowl will be a lot better than that Thursday nighter. That was just ugly. That was ugly, and yeah, like Brock Osweiler, he ran in for a touchdown, good, whatever, who cares? The Devontae Booker hurdle was... Was nice. Too that bad was it nice. was called back for a holding. Yep. And then you had C.J. Anderson, 158 on the ground. Not bad. I'm surprised. I wonder how many people actually started him in fantasy playoffs because you can't really trust C.J. Anderson. Well, I suggested it for the Twitter questions at AndyMC81 for people who put it in like a group with like the less desirables. You know, we get those questions oh, a lot. Our buddy right? Jeremy. Yeah. Uh, maybe, well, yeah, maybe it was Jeremy. And it was, well, and I said, well, for C.J. Anderson, a few weeks ago, Devontae Booker was stealing reps from, from him. That had been dialed back. And especially when Osweiler came in, which we couldn't predict, it made sense to keep feeding him the ball. So, yeah, let's put that to bed. Thursday nighter, uh, the Saturday games, a pair, Bears at Lions. The Bears stink, but, but Squeeze, that's like, that's your old school dirty football. That's cold. 19, I just always picture like leather helmets, 1940s, with a pile of snow. Between the Bears and the Lions. See, if I'm a Bears fan, though, I think this year has been kind of a success because, like, they're they're not good, but they're not getting blown out in any games. They just went on the road and smacked Cincy by 25 points. Oh yeah, and by the way, you know what? It's not part of our big three. We'll get to it, but uh, Bengals and the Vikings are big three game picks. Anybody versus the Bengals rest of the year, take the opposition. Bengals yep. have checked out. Marvin Lewis, no contract after 15 years. He's done. Players have nothing to play the for. The game, the game should be on TSN 10:15. One o'clock tomorrow. Bengals Vikings. Yep. Oh yeah. Take take the over, baby. Eleven. Minnesota by eleven. I'll take that. Absolutely. I'll take Adam that. Thielen. We'll go off. Oh baby, give me some Adam Thielen. I got him in my fantasy playoff team. Need him to have a big day. Other Saturday game. Chargers and Chiefs. Now that's interesting. And I'll do a a, a quick um, hashtag Ask Andy here on Twitter question because it kind of goes in with this uh, as far as which quarterback to start. And it come from uh, Matt. For, uh, at Matt Ward's 91 My is way too long. Uh, says uh, a calm breeze or a gentle rivers? Huh? Oh, See what he did there? That's clever. Very nice. I said rivers, and I think the reason is this is a divisional game. This is a must win, and you have the Chargers coming on strong the last quarter of this season. Rivers has been putting up some big numbers. You know he loves Keenan Allen, but he has so many other different targets. Much higher upside to go after a weak Chiefs defense. And, and more weaponry than Alex Smith and the Chiefs. So, um, and, and you look the other way with Drew Brees. 
I love what Drew Brees has been able to do, but he's got two beasts in the backfield. He doesn't have to ball out. The, the reason why I think I might go Brees here, one, it gets really cold in KC. I don't know what the weather's like tonight, but a West Coast, like the Chargers going into a cold stadium. I've seen Rivers play in December. It's not the, it's not the, it's not the greatest. It's supposed to be 42 Fahrenheit, which I think is cold. I think that's cold. We do Celsius here, but yeah. I think and it's, it's cold. With, with the breeze, Sunny, though. With Breeze, the Jets don't have Josh McCowan. No. And I think New Orleans is going to smack these guys. But that's why and I think the Alvin running Kamara, game. Alvin Kamara is coming back. He is back. But I think if you can get a couple, maybe a screen pass early. Michael Thomas put up 19 points last week. He's on a roll. And because what you said, though, screws with the backup quarterback in for the Jets, I think that... Saints will get up early and then just grind them out. You think game flow will yeah. ruin Breeze's opportunity? Just grind I think it, it might be closer than you think. I don't know. I can see both guys putting up somewhere between like 17 and 20 points. That's the late Saturday game right there. Uh, let's get to our Twitter poll question at TSN4Downs at AndyMC81. And it is, which running back tandem would you feel most confident playing together in a fantasy football lineup this week? And it's a, a, something that you don't see very often, but it's either... A home run or a flop, typically. If you play two guys, whether it's league, whether it's daily in your DraftKings, do you play two running backs? And in years past, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but there's a few examples this season that have paid off pretty consistently. So which tandem would you feel most comfortable playing in your fantasy football lineup this week? Ingram Kamara, and Kamara for the Saints. McCaffrey and Stewart for the Panthers. Burkhead and Lewis for the Patriots. Who the heck thought we'd be saying that? But they've both been very good. Or Crowell and Duke Johnson for the Browns. And I would have put in the Falcons, Scrizz, but Coleman is still in concussion protocol, and it looks very doubtful that he's going to play Monday. So ain't I took no, him out. Ain't nobody picking the Browns running back, Six percent. Six percent disagree with you. Well, that's you, Scott <laughs> MacArthur's dad. And <laughs> yeah, Mr. MacArthur. And Nathan Zagura. <laughs> and Nathan Zagura, yes. But you know what? In all seriousness, those two out of the last three weeks have put up solid double digit. They're a dark horse. But I would, I would say the leader in the clubhouse is Ingram Kamara leading the way. I, I pick McCaffrey-Stewart. I think that's a sneaky play. And Stewart has been getting a lot more touches. In a, oh, this is PPR relevant, of course. And McCaffrey, we know what he can do as a win. But Jonathan Stewart has been coming on strong, and he's a goal-line monster. So well, I, he had those two big runs last week. I think his first touchdown against Minnesota was 60 yards. Mm-hmm. But after that, he really didn't do much. Um, I think the easy pick here is Kamara and Ingram, just because the Jets' defense isn't very good. They're um, not. They're, here's K- the thing: Casey had a good week last week. The thing with the Jets' defense is they could very, just like we talked about, very likely they'll get worn down because the offense won't be on the field very often. Absolutely, right? That's that's the question. So the safe bets: Ingram, Kamara. If you're looking for those maybe differential points in daily, I kind of like that McCaffrey Stewart option. No love for Demarco Murray, Derrick Henry this week in San Francisco, eh? Well, okay. They just haven't produced, really, Scrizzy. Like I think Derrick Henry should be starting. I do. I, I do as it well. Drives me, it drives me crazy. I as do a as fan. Let Demarco Murray be the third down guy because he's got better hands. That's what you get when you have an old school co- coach. And Inter- no, Terry Rubisky stinks as an offensive coordinator. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of past, isn't he? Uh, a little bit. Uh, Scrizzy, do you want to do our game picks here? Yeah, sure, Andy. Let's do that. The big three. There we go, and uh, this is main event status. Patriots, Steelers. Could it be a preview of the AFC Championship game? Now, New England, going into Pittsburgh. People have been asking me all week when I've been on TSN radio across the country. The Steelers, they're going to punk the Patriots. Scrizz, I just have a big problem betting against New England losing two in a row. It has happened. It doesn't happen often. And we know that Belichick is always kind of mad. 
Even when they win Super Bowls, he's still kind of mad. He's really mad after they lose, especially in Miami. So I'll, I'll go. I'll go Patriots, even though it's on the road. I think the Ryan Shazier loss mm. for the Steelers is gonna That's tough. take a big toll this week over the Just, middle. Yeah, exactly. Because you know how the, how the Patriots like to play a lot of slot action, mm-hmm. a lot of catches out of the backfield. Gronk, Gronk is back. Oh boy! And as much as I think the Steelers might be the better team this year. I like the revenge factor for Belichick and Brady. I just don't see... They're not going to go 0 for 11 on third down again. No, 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 no. And they don't play well in Miami. Some teams don't play well in certain environments. For whatever reason, New England, it's in Miami. All right, so I'll take the Pats, you too? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a shootout. Pittsburgh does play better at home. I think it's going to be a three-point game. That's what the spread says. I got I to gotta go New England. Go New sorry, England. Sorry, Dad, if you're listening. All right, I'll go New England as well. Cowboys Raiders. Cowboys Raiders is the Sunday nighter. You can hear that on TSN 1050. Derek Carr, Dak Prescott, uh, Zeke back? Zeke is back next week. Zeke is back next week. That's right. So, yeah, I, I think on the road, Dallas is favored by three. I'll go Cowboys. This one doesn't really. This one, at the beginning of the year, looking on the schedule, had me really excited. Right now, yeah, I'll, I'll go Cowboys. The three line, I think they win by, the Raiders by are six. Off. The Raiders are awful. Dak yeah. Prescott played really well last week in Yanks. They're coming well, they, back. It was the New York Giants. They're playing just like, just like, not but, quite to the same extreme as when Aaron Rodgers was out for the Packers squares, but for the Cowboys, they're playing to hold on and stay relevant for when Zeke gets back. Yeah, because Sean Lee came back. Yeah. And look how much better their defense looked last week. They exactly. Could, the Giants couldn't run the ball on them. You know, give me Cowboys. Yeah, absolutely. Give me Cowboys. Smash the Cowboys. Give me Cowboys. Okay, and, oh, baby, Packers, Panthers, the return of the chosen one, Aaron Rodgers. Boom! Yes. And for fantasy football fans, dust off your Jordan Nelson, baby. Take him off the shelf. Get the duster. Jordan's Everyone, back. pick up Randall Hello. Cobb again. Jordan Nelson, Randall Cobb. Devontae Adams should still be relevant, but he'll be knocked down. I don't know what it means for the running game. Jamal Williams has been very relevant. Very has done good. Excellent. But you got, you got the sheriff back. Oh, yeah, baby. Can't wait for this game. I think it's honestly the game of the week after the Patriots and Steelers. I'm not. I'm not going to bet against Aaron Rodgers coming back. Um, I uh, three point favorite are the Panthers. Packers on the roll. I'll take. I'll take Packers and Aaron Rodgers. I don't think there's going to be much rust at all. Carolina is right now my favorite to win the NFC, just because Cam Newton's playing really well. The defense is playing well. They got a two headed monster in the uh, in the backfield. I'm on the Panthers, man. I think Rodgers might be a... You can't just come back and beat a playoff team on the road. It's just... I, I think they. I think if they anybody will. can do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. But I'm gonna go with the Panthers. I hope the over under it's at 47. I hope it goes over. I hope we have a fun old shoot. I believe it will be. All right, folks, we're gonna take the break. Come back with some fantasy football advice. Justin Edlow from DraftKings, one of their fine analysts, joins me next. You're listening to TSN Four Downs. Welcome back, TSN Four Downs. I'm Andy McNamara. You're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton, across the TSN radio network. You miss any of the show or want to go back and listen to past episodes or anything from this program, you can get us on iTunes, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio app, or tsn1050.ca show page. On Twitter, too, we'll post the links always at TSN4Downs, at AndyMC81. And, folks, we are delivered by Domino's. Get any Feast medium pizza for just ten ninety nine side dishes, all like pasta, chicken wings, boneless chicken, uh, marble cookie brownie for dessert. Check it out, Domino's.ca delivery, carry out everything you need this weekend or anytime. Domino's.ca. All right, hey, 
It's week 15 in the NFL regular season, but it's fantasy football playoff time. Also, if you're out of the playoffs, don't worry, because I got some DraftKings DFS advice for you, too, as I spoke with Julian Edlow from DraftKings, one of their fine contributors, a little bit earlier on. Julian, let's start with a few Twitter questions, because as we know, it's either fantasy playoffs and you're panicking to, to try to keep advancing, or you're out and you want to try to, to get the, get those good feelings back if you're out of your playoffs by playing some DraftKings. So you ready for a couple questions? Let's do it, Andy. All right. So number one we got on Twitter, a half-point PPR help. Who should I start in my flex, Abdullah of the Lions or Pirine of Washington? All right, so Amir Abdullah, he's been out a couple of weeks here. He's really off my fantasy radar uh, against the Bears in that Saturday afternoon game, whereas Pirine, there's nobody else in that Washington backfield to even compete for carries. Brandon Marshall on IR now. If you look down the list, you've got um, you've got LaShawn Daniels Jr., who touched the ball twice last week, backing Pirine up. So Pirine against the Cardinals, I think, is in a much better place to succeed just based on volume alone. Uh, he's got three or more catches in three straight games. Out of his last four games, he's topped the 100-yard mark, rushing twice. So I think P. Ryan, a much safer overall option. Amir Abdallah, a little bit more of a long shot. This one from Megan on Twitter. I'm in a terrible tight end situation in my playoffs. I have Benjamin Watson and Ricky Seals-Jones on my roster. Which one, or is there a waiver wire option you like better? Yeesh. All right, well, the waiver wire option is tough because that goes league to league, so I don't know exactly what you're looking at there, but I'll give you a little bit of hope. I actually don't think you're in a terrible spot here. Oh. Good target against the Cleveland Browns. He's not a top-tier tight end. Coming off a goose egg last week, he was coming off a goose egg in week one of the fantasy season, and in week two, bounced back against none other than the Cleveland Browns, catching all eight of his targets for 91 yards in that game. So I think Ben Watson... You don't like what you saw from him last week, but I think he's in a bounce-back spot here where you can get some production from him against the Browns. Yeah, I agree. I have him in my uh, DK Playbook article as one of my sleepers as well. For for the same reasons you said, like there's, it's all about fantasy is all about one opportunity in two matchups. And if you're terrible against tight ends and a guy has had success, and we know how good Watson's hands are, it makes sense. And that, that could really be a true sleeper, which might be in the playoffs, somebody who could put you over the edge. Or if we're talking DraftKings and Daily, one of those differential under the radar players that can maybe get you those extra points to pop you up a few notches, right? Yeah, cheap play there for you on DraftKings. And it's, it, that's exactly right. You want to not be afraid of the production last week and look more at the situation that Watson's entering this week. And I think it's actually a pretty good spot. And we both agree on that. All right, and we have one more on Twitter here from Larry. It says, in my DraftKings lineup, who do you like most at quarterback for the Sunday games? Yeah, that's a great question, and I'll tell you, I have not decided yet who I'm playing Sunday in DraftKings yet, so I'll just rapid fire through some names that I'm kind of thinking of here. In terms of the safer plays, you've got Drew Brees for 6,500 against the Jets, Cam Newton for 6,400 against the Packers, and I think both of those guys are in really good spots and really safe spots to succeed Speaking of fantasy, is Aaron Rodgers coming back? 6800 That's the cheapest he's going to be all season. Yeah. Obviously, he's been out for about two months, so what are we going to get from him? He's in a matchup against the Panthers. But that's a real wild card right there in terms of production, whereas you're getting, you know, the best or second-best quarterback in the NFL back at a really low price. So it's definitely somewhere you want to look at. And then the other guy to consider for me, 5500 against the Giants. It's a really good matchup. The question I like to ask myself is if Carson Wentz was 5,500 this week, what would everybody be doing? And that's hammering Carson Wentz in all formats. So if Nick Foles can step in, the Eagles have a really good offense around him already. If he can step in and give 
you know, even 80% of that production that Wentz was giving, you've got a really nice play right there. Yep, and I'm I'm with you there on Foles because he's had success in the league, right? Like he has, I think it's a 56 to 27 touchdown. Exactly, to he's ratio. been there, right? Yeah, he's it, now he's not perfect because otherwise he'd be starting somewhere. But, but like you said, he knows the offense, he has produced, and he has weapons around him. So we're not saying he's going to outduel Aaron Rodgers. But for if we're looking at DraftKings for a value play, and you can spend that money elsewhere, uh, I I don't hate that. Exactly. Nick Nick Foles is definitely the pay-down quarterback this week. If you're looking under 6K, Nick Foles is the guy. If you want to pay up, Rodgers, Cam, Breeze, those are the names to look at. Yeah, and and I don't know about you, Julian, but for for Aaron Rodgers, I'm just thinking, look, the Packers hung around to get him back. This is full playoff mode. Like, Aaron Rodgers, I think he's going to ball out. Like, I'm not not even... Maybe I'm going to be wrong, but I'm not worried at all. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to step right back in with his team needing to win out and then get help to have a huge day, even if it is against the Panthers, who have a pretty good D. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you there. You know, there's a reason this is happening. The Packers' season is not over. Aaron Rodgers knows that. You think about last year, the Packers, I believe, they lost the NFC Championship game to the Falcons, but they were on riding maybe an 8-10 to 10 game winning streak just to get there. So this is not a new thing, Aaron Rodgers getting hot at the end of the season and carrying the Packers. He's going to have to knock a little bit of rust off pretty quickly here. But this is something that can do that for you. Yeah, I totally agree. In conversation with Julian Edlow, contributor to DraftKings DK Playbook, DK Live on Twitter, at Julian Edlow. All right, some interesting matchups for the higher-priced wide receivers on DraftKings here, Julian. So obviously, if you're in league play, you play the likes of Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, or Adam Thielen, no matter what. But for a DFS lineup, how are you feeling about those three with tough matchups against New England, Jacksonville, and the Bengals, respectively? Yeah, so for the moment, I'm thinking this is a good week to pay down a little bit at wide receiver. You mentioned those matchups, the Patriots against Antonio Brown. You know Bill Belichick likes to eliminate the other team's top weapon, and that's going to be Brown. He's been putting up monster numbers lately. Ownership, he's got a high price tag this week. Layoff, and you know maybe Le'Veon Bell is somebody you want to use as a pivot play there or pay down for Steelers receivers. But I don't love the spot for Antonio Brown. He's going to do some work, obviously. But if you're getting 15, 16 DK points there, that might not be enough if you're paying for him. Mm. And then Adam Thielen against Cincinnati, that's just the top three price wide receivers on a DraftKings slate, and that's a little bit alarming. Hopkins is the one where my eye goes to if I'm going to play one of these more expensive guys because he's proven to us that he's not only matchup proof, but he's quarterback proof. No matter who's throwing him the ball, he's putting up big games. So when these two teams played in week one, Jacksonville had 28 uh, DraftKings points defensively uh, special teams against Houston, yet DeAndre Hopkins was still able to put up 18.5 DK points himself. So even if the Jacksonville defense goes off, some uh, some production here from Hopkins, the cause for concern, he is dealing with a toe injury, but Hopkins is probably as safe as it gets there for guys paying up. But you just look at the wide receiver value on the slate. I talked about Cam Newton. You have Devin Funches there going against Green Bay at 6,600. Jarvis Landry against the Bills at 6,400. A.J. Green, difficult matchup there, but at 6500 that is a cheap price tag for A.J. Green. And then you and I both just professed our love for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> why not go ahead 6300 on Jordy Nelson there? Yeah. Dust him Nelson's off. been horrible lately, but his price tag does creep up a little bit, but he could be easily in that DeAndre Hopkins price range There's the whole season. So this could be not only a big bounce back game for Jordy Nelson at just 6300 
Yeah, there, there's no doubt. No one's happier about Aaron Rodgers coming back than Jordy. He's, uh, he's got to be laughing there. Julian, thank you so much for the help. Uh, enjoy the weekend of games, and we'll uh, do it again soon. Sounds good, Andy. Thanks. All right, that was Julian Edlow, DraftKings analyst. You can get him on Twitter at Julian Edlow. All right, after the break, we'll talk to senior writer for Sports Illustrated, Greg Bishop, about his piece on all the injuries across the National Football League this year. Very interesting guy. We'll chat with him next on TSN 4 Downs. People thought our chances were, were, were gone by the wayside when Jason Peters went down, too, and when Darren Sproles goes down. And to the fans out there, they, they can't. You can't lose faith. I mean, this is this has been a resilient football team uh, all season long. And if there's ever an opportunity for me as a head football coach to, to rally the troops, you know, now now might be the time. Head coach of the Eagles, Doug Peterson, talking about all the injuries that the Eagles have had to overcome. But really, it's been season long, league wide, star after star. Getting injured. Welcome back to TSN Four Downs as we enter Week 15 in the National Football League. I'm Andy McNamara, and you're listening on TSN 1050 Toronto, TSN 1150 Hamilton across the TSN Radio Network. And guys, we're delivered by Domino's. Get any type of medium feast pizza for 10.99, or go large four topping if you're a bit hungry for 11.99. Tons of deals, combos, coupons at Domino's.ca. Marble cookie, brownie for dessert, side dishes, whatever you need, delivery or carry-out at dominoes.ca. You can get us on Twitter as well, at AndyMC81 and at TSN4Downs. Very happy to have on the line senior writer from Sports Illustrated, Greg Bishop. Greg, how's it going? Uh, doing well. Thank you for having me. No, thank you. Uh, listen, you wrote a tremendous piece. It's on your Twitter page. It's uh, pinned at Greg Bishop SI, and it really it focuses on week four, but but really kind of goes on the the bigger picture of the injuries to star players over and over again this whole season. Like Greg, is it? It's tricky to me because it's something where there's a lot of injuries. Do you see? that it's happening to star players as why it's coming to the forefront compared to just, you know, every year there's a whole bunch of injuries. Yeah, I think that's a key distinction to make here. So the, basically the idea was like we tried to interview as many people who were injured in one week as possible. And we ended up talking to about 15 guys and we're going through all the stuff they suffered, you know, chip vertebrae in the back, uh, broken ankles, arms that go numb after one play where they can't, they have no feeling at all. And uh, the, the takeaway there is what surprised me the most, and it, it was basically that these guys are saying the NFL is that brutal week to week, but that this year isn't that unusual other than we've seen so many star players get hurt. And I think that there's a, you know, a high level of acknowledgement of those guys just because people are so obsessed with fantasy football. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the NFL is also you know, a star-driven league, and so when Aaron Rodgers is out and Odo, Odo Beckham is out and David Johnson is out, uh, we really take notice that, that there have been a lot of injuries. The, what the players said surprised me because they basically said week four was like week eight, was like 2015, will be like 2018. And they're saying that this is just their general day-to-day existence. Wow. And and that's the thing. At some point, Greg, we have to have that, I guess, conversation of the line between it is a contact sport so that that you cannot take that away at the nfl in its present way how it's played so it is a contact sport injuries are going to happen i guess the question now becomes okay why are we seeing so many injuries there's a a few different ways like let's start with 
with this. One of the, the huge topics all season, and players openly coming out, is about the Thursday night games and that it's too short of a recovery time and players get hurt and it's sloppy football and all that. How much of, of let's say, Thursday night football is contributing to these injuries? I think that's definitely one of the factors. You know, I, I don't know any player that I've ever dealt with that like playing on Thursday hmm. night, and I think some of the more vocal critics end up getting hurt that day, you know, uh, and, and I think that's just part of, like, playing on three days rest. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I did a piece last year where I checked in with four guys every Monday to write about all the things they have to do between one game to just get ready to practice again. And it was a list of, like, 30 things per guy, whether it was massage work or deep tissue work or all, all these different things they're doing just to be able to feel human again. And then to go right back out on the field and play again three days later, uh, we've seen the quality of play in those games isn't great. We've seen guys like Richard Sherman, you know, uh, the Seahawks star cornerback, go out on a Thursday night after being a, a vocal critic of that game. I think that's one thing they could fix right away. The players don't like it. The quality mm-hmm. of the game is not really enough to justify another day. And when you're looking at things that could help the players, that could, you know, you know, give them a bit of a voice in their own health and career, I, I think that's one thing they could address immediately. And one thing I was thinking of, too, like if you want to have an extra – special game outside of Sunday. Like, why not make a double header on Monday night? You know, have a, an early 7 o'clock game and a 10 o'clock start or something. Like then, then at least it's a little bit more normal, and you don't have to go up if you did Saturday games up against college football. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it just gives those guys enough rest to yeah. where they, like, they know they're going to have collisions. They know that they play a sport that's dangerous. And, you know, to be able to have at least six days in between, you know, if you're playing Monday night and playing the next Sunday – I think they're more palatable to that. You know, obviously a lot of this comes down to everything the NFL comes down to, which is money. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're seeing this year is that, you know, players are going to have a voice, and if they're going to get injured, and if they're going to, you know, be at this sort of rate of superstars going down, that they're not going to be shy about saying what they think. In conversation with Greg Bishop, senior writer oh. for Sports <clears throat> Illustrated on Twitter, at Greg Bishop SI. Have you been able to. And I guess if you had the exact answer, you'd be selling it to Roger Goodell and be uh, filthy rich. But as far as the, the, the why we're seeing, let's say even like a hamstring, like can you ever really prevent a hamstring issue? But could it be something where you have, okay, so many days off for player health, and that makes, that makes sense to a certain degree, during the preseason, during training camp, and that we saw this year too, Greg, I think, quality-wise anyway, that it almost took two or three weeks to have players ramped up to where they usually were, and it was almost like that first chunk of the season was an extended preseason. Could it be that actually the less work on the field has these guys and their bodies less game ready, and that leads to more injuries? I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, a lot of players feel that way. They feel like because the NFL has cut, cut back on, on contact practices and because they aren't banging against each other as much in training camp, that they're not as prepared when they get into the season, uh, especially on the lines. You know, the offensive lines aren't as ready, and that's leading to more injuries for the skill position players who aren't receiving as good a blocking. Uh, I think one of the major factors that people overlook is just the sheer uh, size and speed of these players and the combinations there. You know, I I did a piece uh, in August where I basically looked at Jordan Reed, who's 6'4", you know, 240 and runs at 4 5 40. And, you know, physics, I think, uh, comes into play there. It's not just that these guys are big, but that they move the way they do. You know, a guy that size shouldn't move that fast. And it just means that the force of every collision he endures is going to be higher than it would have been for a player even five or ten years ago. And so, 
you know, I think some of these things are like, uh, like we talked about with Thursday night games or like with maybe allowing more contact practices. I think there are things they can do to make the injury rate go down and to make the players feel like they have more of a voice in their own careers. But I think there are other things like physics that just make it impossible. That are, you can't legislate that out of football. And so I, I think we're at a moment in time where we're seeing a real paradigm shift and we're, we're, we're seeing the NFL under a threat that it hasn't been in, you know, in a long time. And, and that's the thing, Greg. Like, you can't have it both ways for the players. If you want more contact and to be game ready, well, you might suffer more injuries in that process. But then when it comes game time, maybe those injuries don't occur. Like, when we look ahead, if you, if you project five years, ten years down the road, do you see the NFL being a much different game? And, and how much more different can you make it when it is still, again, a contact sport? I think that's the rub, right? Like, yeah. Goodell wants to grow revenue to $25 billion, you know, by 2020. And while they keep going up, I think that some of the problems they have are sort of intractable. Like, here you have a game that's inherently violent. You have a game that's based on collisions. It's, it's that violence and those collisions that are a big part of the sell. And then you have these players who are getting hurt, and there's really increased awareness of what happens to them. And now you have to look at these guys and see them in older age, you know, committing suicide or having dementia or not remembering their families. And so there's this increased level of awareness, this enhanced violence, and then, and then you, you're saying, what do you do about it? So if you change the game too much, people are unhappy. If you legislate the violence out of it, people are unhappy. If you turn it into flag football, people say it's not really football anymore. And so I think when you look 20 years into the future, what you're thinking in your head is, like, if football looks significantly different, if it looks more like seven-on-seven seven or more like flag football, if the NBA is more popular as a sport, I think we'll look back to this time right now as sort of the turning point in that regard. This is the point when people began to look at football in a different way and it started to impact what matters most to the league office and to the owners, and that's their bottom line. I think this could be a tipping point in that regard. Very interesting to follow. Uh, Greg, tremendous article, and people can find it uh, on your Twitter handle. You have it posted there, at Greg Bishop SI. Great work, and let's do this again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Greg Bishop, senior writer for Sports Illustrated. Great read if you get a chance to do it again on Twitter, at Greg Bishop SI. We're going to take the break, and on the other side, I'm going to give you my sleeper fantasy picks. Also, hashtag AskAndy. You want to get any more fantasy football questions in for your playoffs or DFS contests on Twitter, at AndyMC81, at TSN4Downs, and also our DraftKings Pick'em contest. We'll take you through that and tell you how you can win some Domino's Pizza and some cash. A lot more coming up. TSN 4 Downs across the TSN radio network. For me, it's this week. It's the biggest game of the week because it's the game this week. Um, I know everyone has been building this up because of the records, the teams, things like that, but for me, it's about this week and the team we play, and they're the best in the world. Ben Roethlisberger talking about their matchup against the New England Patriots. Yeah, best in the world, man. Defending champs. Always interesting when these two go toe-to-toe. And especially in the playoffs. Because Big Ben, he can't beat Brady in the postseason. Can't do it. Welcome back as we wrap up TSN 4 Downs here on TSN 1050 Toronto. TSN 1150 Hamilton across the TSN radio network. I'm Andy McNamara. You can get us on Twitter at TSN 4 Downs at AndyMC81. And we are delivered by Domino's. Make it a Domino's weekend, folks. You're driving by, go pick it up. Get delivered in if it's too cold or snowy for you. Domino's.ca, any 
type of medium feast pizza for just ten ninety nine. Large four topping eleven ninety nine. They got big party one. They got side dishes, desserts, anything you need. Domino's dot ca. Big thanks to our guest Greg Bishop and Julian Edlow earlier in the program. Uh, let's get to a couple of my fantasy f- football sleeper picks. And you can find this on the DK playbook at DraftKings.com. And this is, Scriz, what I did is I kind of took a two-fold approach here. I gave picks where you could potentially use it for your fantasy playoff if you're in a pinch. But also, for those out there, so many people who are out of the playoffs and who just play on DraftKings to stay fantasy relevant and still have some fun with it. So I'll, I'll preface each one with if you should do it in your league or for daily. Thank you, Andy. We appreciate the heads well, up. Well, because, for example, Nick Foles, quarterback yes. for the Eagles. He's 5500 bucks on DraftKings. Do I recommend that you play him in your playoff league? No. God, no. No, probably not a smart call. No. But if you are looking for value, there's a difference, right? If you're looking for salary value in your daily lineup, you put Foles in at 5500 bucks. you can spend bigger elsewhere. Now, it all depends. I've been getting questions all week, Chris, on... Uh, this quarterback, that quarterback. If you had Carson Wentz, you are likely screwed. Probably. So, yeah. if if we're looking daily or, or uh, league wide, I'm thinking for this week, Joe Flacco has been quietly putting up some big numbers the last couple weeks. That yeah. offense looks like it's coming back. Alex Collins is the real, is the real deal. Sure, oh, sure he is. Oh, Alex Collins is a beast. Also, Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo. Each week's gotten a little bit better. Again, we're not talking about guys who are going to put up. 30 fantasy points for you. That's why they're on the waiver wire. That's why, if you're desperate, Jimmy Garoppolo might be an option. Right? You, you look, look there, maybe... Blake Bortles. Maybe you go Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles. If he's around and he hasn't been snatched up, I, he has returned to fantasy relevance remarkably still because he's so bad. And it's different because before it was the garbage time points, but the Jags are actually winning. Okay, well... Leonard Fournette hasn't practiced at all this week. No. If Leonard Fournette doesn't go and it's Chris Ivory starting, or, do you still want Blake Bortles as your quarterback? Or TJ Yeldon? Because remember there was that those two weeks, Grizz, where it yeah. was Ivory one week? But Ivory, Ivory, he's been killing it with the red zone touches yes. when Fournette doesn't play. That's true. So I'd still rather start Ivory. I had one week. I picked up Ivory. And the first week it was like, yeah, got him. And then the next week it's like, playing him again, TJ Yeldon. <laughs> what? Well, that's what happens when you trust on... Trust oh. Jacksonville Jaguar players. Yeah, that's but, true. You can always like, trust the D. So the, one guy in my in my one league, he had Carson Wentz. He went down, but he's got Matthew Stafford. Oh, against. But it's a tough. Like the Bears are a tough matchup. That defense is good. The defense is very good. And how is Stafford's hand back to one hundred percent yet? Right, that's the question too. It's not. It was stepped on the other week. And right? Amiradula's back. Like I really don't like. I feel the Lions' offense this week is a lot more unpredictable than it was last week. Yeah. Against so, a crappy Bucks team and Abdullah out, right? So it's like, but this guy, he's contemplating starting Nick Foles because the Giants aren't that good. The Philadelphia defense should still play well, yeah. And, and Foles will have a chance. He's still got weapons on the outside. Zach Ertz is back. Zach Ertz is back. You can dink and dunk your way around there. Alshon Jeffrey, great possession guy. Nelson Aguilar, even too, right? Maybe you want to pair one of those guys, right? Maybe an Ertz Foles combo. It's not going to cost you too much when you factor in the quarterback. And again, yeah, it's against the Giants. So there's one. Somebody we talked about Jonathan Stewart a little bit earlier in the show. I like him. Uh, either or, if you need to put a flex in your playoff team or an RB two on your daily, Jonathan Stewart is forty one hundred bucks on DraftKings. This one is is somebody I like for either or. Benjamin Watson, tight end for the Ravens. Now this is a sleeper. Grace. Everyone's on Ooh, Watson this week, dude. This is a sleeper, and I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you why because 
double-digit fantasy points only one time this season. It was versus the Browns. And he's 3800 bucks. Now the question is, can he do it again? Right? Also, I've been getting questions. Great. What about Greg Olson? Chris, he has the potential to come out and ball out, but it seems he has not fully recovered from that foot. Uh, I, no. I don't want... I don't want anything to do with Greg Olson, but would I be surprised if he stays on the field, if he has a great game? No, because he can. He just has not been healthy. Yeah, he's obviously a star player, but right now he just seems like a really nice decoy for yep. Christian McCaffrey and, that's and it. Devin Funches. That's it, right? And we talked about the bundles earlier in our, our Four Downs Twitter poll question of uh, which running back tandem would you want to pair this week? And I went with McCaffrey and Stewart. You can vote there at TSN Four Downs on Twitter. Uh, I went with McCaffrey-Stewart because I think for one of the reasons you said, you have Olsen out there floating around, maybe a little decoy, right? You can float McCaffrey out. you got Stewart in the backfield. Ingram and Kamara obviously still leading the way at 68%. Yeah, I think, I think game flow helps them more because if the Panthers are going to be in a shootout yeah. with the Packers, I don't know how effective Jonathan Stewart will be unless he's near the goal line. Unless it's the goal line, right? And how, how does that come about? And what about Burkhead Lewis? That could be a nice little sneaky play against the Steelers, who... You mentioned earlier, without Ryan Shazier, you got the Gronk factor, but also Burkhead's been a beast out of the backfield, too. Right? And Lewis is shifty. You have that middle a little bit susceptible. But I still think with game flow, because if you're in a shootout mm-hmm. again, how much work will both running backs get when and you have a Gronk there and a Brandon Cooks? Now, the other side of it is when you look at, for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you have Antonio Brown, and Belichick we know loves to take away that one weapon. Loves to take yeah, it away. Yeah, but look what Le'Veon Bell... Look what Kenyon Drake did the Patriots last mm-hmm. week. You don't think Le'Veon Bell can do kind of the same thing? You'd think, but remember, it's the a Patriots... a monster in that offense. They the, pay really the bad. And Juju's back. My guy. Juju Smith-Schuster. Well, yeah, exactly. So if they're going to try to take away Antonio Brown, Juju could have a good game. Juju could. And then, like, Le'Ve- can you really stop Le'Veon Bell? I don't He's think leading he the league in rushing this he year. He is He's a gonna get beast. His. He's going to get his. Uh, also, the other sleeper, uh, Mike Wallace for the Ravens. Brown secondary stinks. The safeties are banged up. And he's somebody who's going to be big play dependent. He's the only burner. I like him over at Jeremy Macklin. He can still get downfield, get beyond the safeties and the cornerbacks who play well off the ball. He's going to have some space. So uh, Wallace might be a nice play for you there. Want we'll to get to a uh, couple questions real quick on Twitter. Hashtag Ask Andy come from MattyD613. Should I start Riddick or Ajayi? Thanks in advance. I'm saying Ajayi, Ajayi this Ajayi, week. no question. Again, Nick Foles, what do you do with the new quarterback? You lean on the running game. I know it's a committee, but you're leaning on the running game. Riddick has done well. Adula coming back, that's going to take a little bit away. I believe the Giants are 31st against fantasy running backs this year as well. Yeah, they're right. Yeah, dude, they're they're right near the bottom. It's really, really bad. So, um, And uh, we had earlier the uh, Breeze or Rivers conversation. Uh, I'm going Rivers. Who did you say? Did you say Breeze? I say you can't go wrong with either guy. I think they're both going to have similar points. Just because of the weather in KC compared to the game flow of the Saints, I just it's hard to predict. I think toss a coin. Yeah, and uh, a couple questions coming out on um, whether to start. I'm just trying to find it here. Um, let's see whether at, at running back whether you're going to go. Here, here's the tricky part, Chris. When you get, and especially if it's playoffs, right? You get these questions of it's okay, and you have so many bad options. Well, nothing is going to be ideal. So you have to look at, all right, what, what makes the most sense? So there's been, uh, the same, uh, Pirine conversation about starting him over Jamal Williams. I got that in two tweets. Um, I like this week, 
Pirine over Williams just because we don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to do. I think he's going to have a great game. I think he's going to ball out. I think he's. I think it's going to really take away from the running game. And to even like dumb it down even further, if it's like if you're playing two crap, if two crappy teams are playing against each other in a game that we're, none of them are going to go to the playoffs. Mm. Take players on the home team. Yeah, I just find that they just win more. Yeah, like I know it might sound simple to say, it might be stupid to say that, but bad teams don't I've been like traveling NFL for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Arizona's going to Washington, and if it's cold, right? Yeah, like, I just think Cousins and Pirine, like they're just better options. Absolutely. Let's go real quick here. Uh, our DraftKings contest uh, delivered by Domino's. You can win a Domino's grand prize. And cash. Just so just go to draftfree.com. You play head head to head against me and Scris. So we're gonna do one tier for you. There's eight tiers. So in each group, it's the pick'em style. You pick which player in each group is gonna have the better game. So we'll go one. Oh, how about this? Kamara, Ingram, McCoy, or Thomas? Whoa. Which Thomas? Uh Michael, Michael for New Orleans. So we got three three mm. Saints in the first in the first tier, and then and then Shady McCoy. Kamara and Ingram, I think that's kind of a a, a wash almost. Boy, against the Jets or McCoy versus the Dolphins. You know what? I'm going to go gutsy. I think I'm going to go McCoy. Really? He's the only you and, you and Bills fan, 2992, <laughs> riding McCoy every week. I think I might go McCoy in that group because you could have Kamara and Ingram both have great weeks, but also cancel each other out against still a pretty good Jets defense. And would it surprise you if the Saints D has a touchdown this week? No, wouldn't it would not surprise me whatsoever. So with game flow. Yeah, I think you got to favor McCoy here. So, uh, there's seven more tiers. You can go draftfree.com, play head-to-head against myself and Scrizz, win the grand prize, draftfree.com. Big thanks to all of our guests. If you have any other fantasy football questions or want tips, whatever, you can get me at andymc81 at tsn4downs. And if you missed any of the show, find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Twitter at tsn4downs. Thank you so much. For Mike Skrizniak, I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to TSN4downs across the TSN radio network.